It's juicy on Rise FM with Tati and Lizio at about 25 just before 12. That's 25 minutes before 12. My name is Mbumi Mbete. This is Rise FM mid-mornings. And as promised, I am chatting to a very special parent, Dimakatsu Mukwena. He's a single parent raising his child with special needs. Good morning, Dimakatsu. Welcome to Rise FM. Hello, Mbumi. How are you? Thank ah. you. Man, I'm awesome and absolutely privileged to be speaking to you this morning. And as your name suggests, Al Shem Wedzadi Magat. Thank you, Mpumi. Um, it's my honor for me to be invited on your radio station. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story. We were inspired by your story. Um, I'm a mother of two girls and raising children is not an easy thing. I can't imagine um, adding you know, challenges on top of just... The, the extra love required to, to, to raise little ones. What are some of your daily, daily challenges that maybe, you know, um, parents with children that might not have um, disabilities or um, special needs might, you, things that we take for granted that is a daily struggle for you? Yeah, um, you know, as I said, you know, raising children really, you know, is a very um, big challenge. I would say that, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted. Mm-hmm. I think in my case, you know, as I said, you know, that the things that we as people would take for granted, because um, the mother of my child and I, we co-parenting. So what happens is that each time I go take care of the school holidays, um, just now for this year, she's moving in with me in Pretoria, but I think maybe you're going to want to talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the daily challenges, I would just say this, you know, that at night as I go to bed, because my daughter insists that she shares the same room as me. So um, the challenge that I face is that every time that I turn at night, I've got to make a mental note that I also need to, um, to turn my daughter. And then um, one of the things that she does during the night, is started to wake me up and say, please turn me around. And mm. for her, as a child, you know, after I turn her around, you know, it's very um, easy for her, you know, um, to fall asleep again. But for me, I would struggle to fall asleep. But then now, um, during the day, I would have to, you know, like try to catch up on my sleep. So that's just one of the few practical things that I find very challenging for me. And how old is your daughter now? My daughter is 10. Um, she's turning 11 on 13 October. Ah, just about the same age as my episode. She's also 10, turning 11 oh, in, in December. And so that just oh, gives okay. me an idea of, you know, as much as she might have physical um, disabilities, the mindset is still growing as that of a 10, 11 year old. Now you're approaching preteen stages. Emotional support. Um, you know, it's easy for you to just put yourself aside and th- and pour yourself into your child's well-being. But do you have uh, emotional support, or where do you draw your emotional support for from? Yes, um, that's a very difficult question. I think you know, like for me, where I draw my emotional support, I would say you know, it's really from my family. I've got a sister of mine, Anna Mukwebe. You know, um, she doesn't have a full-time job. She's a mom stability, You know, like um. A prophetess. So mm. she runs a church in Manilodi. So each time I would say to her that, you know, I need help with my daughter. She just says to me that, when are we going? What do you want me to do? Where do we meet up? I would say that, you know, she's the pillar of my strength. 
because my mom is quite old, she's 75, and my sister, she's 49. So she has really stepped up to the challenge you know, to play that motherly role, to offer me the kind of emotional support that I need. And also, I come from a big family. I've got three sisters and three brothers, so I've got a lot of nieces and nephews. So during the day, as I said earlier, that I would need to catch up on my kids. Mm. Um, they take her, they play with her, they push her on the wheelchair, and they fight and they say, but no, you've been pushing her for long. It's my turn now. So um, that's where I really draw my emotional strength. And I think also for me, you know, prayer does help me quite a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, Sometimes I just find that you know, I'm going through quite a lot, so I just say to God that, God, I'm weak, I can't do this anymore, please just take over. Powerful stuff. And, you know, from, from emotional support and your family, the importance of having that structural support, then you come out into, you know, the, the bigger world, as they say, and you realize that the world is not designed for people living with disabilities. What are some of the challenges you face? You, you, you say now you're relocating um, her to a Mamelodi. Where were you originally based? And what were some of the challenges in terms of accessing resources, um, healthcare facilities, and school? Yeah, um, over the past 10 years, I must just tell you that, you know, I've literally been to the end of the world and back with my daughter including also with the mother of my child because, you know, we co-parenting as much as we're no longer together, but we try to put our um, personal differences aside mm. to understand that there is someone that's bigger than us and she needs us, you know, to be there for her. So in terms of, you know, the challenges that we've faced over the past 10 years, I'll just give a couple of examples. Also, you spoke about, you know, the world was being designed for people with disabilities. Mm. I'll just give a typical example, for instance. Um, today, um, you know, I'm in the car right now. I've got an appointment here in North Strait. We're driving to Pretoria with me, the mother of my child, and her other child because then things moved on with her life. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to my house. So tomorrow we're going to take my daughter to a new school for assessment and things. But then um, in terms of the world not being designed for people living with disabilities, is that so today, for instance, my daughter could not take public transport. She can't take a bus. She can't take because the infrastructure is not designed for people living with disabilities that are using wheelchairs. Mm. So even my um, my own car, it had a breakdown in December. So my best friend, Narikeka, I must just mention, you know, after I got a call from the school last week, I sent him a WhatsApp text said, hey, my friend, I don't have a car. I need to go fetch my daughter. As you know, she needs to start a new school in Pretoria. He did not ask any questions. The only thing that he said to was that, um, okay, when can I bring the car? Um, then he came, he gave me his car. I'm driving in the car to take my daughter to Pretoria. Also, another lady friend of mine, whom I started with at Chinese Technology in Pretoria, her name is Lindy Bukemuaeta. So after I told her about the breakdown of my car, she said, my friend, I've got a very old Toyota Corolla from 2008. For you to be able to move around with your daughter, just came, just come take the car. So I went there, I took the car for me to be able to drive around in Pretoria. You know what? Over and above that, mm. Mm. Uh, over and above that, yes. Yeah, no, finish off. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that also you know, in terms of accessing um, public facilities, you know, like your parking spaces, the mall. I remember a couple of years ago, I, you know, 
I was quite into a fight with security guards and the mall managers at a mall in Pretoria East because, you know, there was no um, available parking disability bay for disabled people. So it was quite a whole thing. So just the world on its own is not mm-hmm. designed for people that are living with disabilities. And if you can just go to a mall now, you would seldom see a person working, working on a wheelchair or being pushed on a wheelchair. So that on its own, it just says people who are living with disabilities will not go to the mall because they don't feel welcome in those kind of spaces. Just last week, after I did a social media post, um, there was a gentleman, I think he's from the Eastern Cape, he said to me, you know, um, his daughter's got the same um, challenges as my daughter. He said people do stay and it is something that I've experienced myself as well. Mm, you know what? I want us to hold it there for now because I know you guys are in the middle of uh, relocating and Zimbabwean Senna Sport in Pretoria. We'd love to catch up um, sometime just to find out how your daughter's adjusting and uh, we can focus more on, on the schools and as you said, many others facing similar challenges and we, we just wanted to honor you this morning and appreciate the awareness that you continue raising and sharing your story and wishing you and your daughter all the best and and your entire family, her mother, and everybody who is walking this journey with you. Thank you, Thank you so much. That was uh, Dimakatsumo.